Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Wolves Fancast. The regular podcasts are back. We're back after our break. David Evans here on the Skype line tonight. Gully's here. Hi, guys. Adam's here. Hello, hello, hello. Benjamin's here. Hello. Uh, Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. We're all good. It's stormy weather in two places. I think me and Adam's have got stormy thunderstorms. I think Gully and Ben have got it over your places. Or have you got it over yours, Gully? I think it, it might have been in Gone, um, but yeah, it's definitely been around. A great analogy for the return of Adama Traore, I'd say. <laughs> it's a shame we didn't have this weather on when uh, on the quiz round, because we would literally have the lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first cheesy Sorry. joke of the show, everybody. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, let's buy from Adam. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Right, everybody, it's the first show back, uh, and we're going to do a bit about the running. We're going to do West Ham. We've got a quiz. We've got Twitter corner as usual. Just before we kick things off, look, I know it's been a it's been a while since we've done a, a regular podcast. It's been about three months since football pause, and as you can tell, everything's kind of changed a bit in the last three months. But I think what we've seen, especially in the last few weeks, is quite a monumental shift in society and what's going on at the moment. And I think. Times like these, we just need to remember to be kind, look after one another, and have respect for our fellow human being, no matter where you're from. Um, my <laughs> wife has this saying that she always says to my two daughters, which is, the best thing you can do is to be kind. And I kind of feel like that's quite apt with what's going on at the moment. Um, also, during the break, if you've been listening to any of our shows, thank you very much. We've done 23 podcasts in the last three months which is far more than I expected to do. So if you listen to any of them, thank you very much. And they're all available in the back catalogue. You can you can download them and stream them uh, as much as you wish. Gentlemen, let's get on to the football. Um, yeah, it's been about over, roughly about 100 days since we had our last football match. Have we missed football during lockdown? Yes. <laughs> Straight away, yes. Yeah, yes. Very much so, yeah. yeah. Like the Bundesliga has, has, filled, has filled a gap. But I, I need I need Wolves back. You ready to put the Bundesliga back in the loft? Yeah, yeah. Back for special occasions. Yeah. Adam Gully, how about you? Have you uh, have you missed it during this time? But glad for it to be back. Well, do you know what? In a weird way, I, I have and I, I, and I haven't. I, I, I have more than I so I haven't. But I guess I just think like pre-lockdown. I always thought that kind of football coverage was at like a saturation point, and there was what like a match on every day, which is it's fine if that's what you that's what that's your bag. But you get feeling now like you never really got to truly look forward to some games. There was always something on every every night of the week. But now I think after after this hard reset, where obviously footballs had the the plug pulled on it for a hundred days, Dave, as you said. Um, yeah, you kind of. I'm. I'm really. I actually really am. Then starting to look, look forward to it coming back this week. I'm actually looking forward to seeing a game involving Sheffield United and Aston Villa. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to watching it. <laughs> who would have? He would have thought that a while ago. Well, I know. Yeah. You don't have to make friends on here, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I just think if this was like a normal Wednesday night game of a, a, any normal football candle week, I probably you know wouldn't have been this interested in it. But I am looking forward to it come Wednesday night. Um, so that, yeah, I I am. And now it's back. I, mean, I know about the Bundesliga and other European leagues, which is, you know I've had like passing interest in. I'm not really watching too much of it, but now the Premier League's back. I am really getting geared up for it now. Gull, are you ready to inject football back into your veins? Oh, it never leaves. Never leaves. <laughs> um, truthfully, um, yeah, it, it's it's been quite tough. I, mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I've 
obviously football stopped, but I haven't been at work either. And, you know, it's been a real void that I've been trying to fill with some quite average Netflix series uh, amongst other things and a failing football manager season with Warsaw at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, um, it's it's been a it's been a difficult time uh, without it, and um, the nerves are jangling a bit. I have to say, in preparation for Saturday, it's um, it, the tension is rising. Can you can you name me one of these average Netflix series? Um, you know what? Quite deep into Breaking Bad at the moment, and for the hype that it was given, it's not quite you know hit the Ooh. right tone for me. I don't think. I know there's a lot of big fans of, of the series. It's good. It's not yeah. It's not as great as people made it. I'll just kick Gully out of this group. I never, got, I never got to the end of the second series. I got bored and turned it off. Oh, oh, oh God, it's all coming out now. I, purely had, I kind of had nothing better to do, to be honest. A <laughs> <laughs> sterling recommendation for the series. Yeah. <laughs> right, gents. Gilly will thank me at some point. Yeah. Football is truly well and back, and we've also got nine games left in this super run-in, which is going to be basically a game every three or four days, it seems. Uh, Wolves do seem to have a bit of a favourable run-in, with some media outlets suggesting that Wolves could make a break into the top four if results go Wolves' way, of course. Wolves were five games unbeaten before the break happened. We're going to go through the fixtures and where we all think points-wise we'll get and where we'll win or lose. Gents, I kind of want to start off with... Is it, even if we take off our rose-tinted Wolves glasses off, is it realistic for Wolves to get Champions League football at the end of the season? Silence yes, is it yes. all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Adam, why is Champions League football, why do you want? Why do you think the next season you will hear, Champions! Just like that? Yeah, Just literally like in that, that in that high-pitched tone as well. Are you going to be doing it live? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, why? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the league table like right now, actually, and I just think you know, we've, we've you look over the course of the league season, we've actually been quite a, a tough team to beat. You know, it, it, we all know like Liverpool have only lost one, but after that, it's us and um, Arsenal. After that, we've lo- only lost six games. We were a really tough team to beat, and I know we've, we've got like a lot of draws, probably like the highest draws in in the league. Um, and if we could just, or if some of those draws were turned to wins, you know, we would probably already be there or thereabouts in the top four. But I just think with, uh, I guess for me, I, with Wolves, I'm, I'm always one of the one of the main, if only positive things. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm positive about is Wolves, and I always think we can go into every game and and win it. So maybe I'm just being too overly optimistic about it. But I don't know. I just said at the start, you look at our running. Just to kick us off, we've got we play the teams in 16th, 18th, and 19th. You couldn't ask for much better than that to get us get us off to a good start. I just think if we can get off to a good start, we can, we can keep that going throughout the rest of our running. And I don't know. I, just, I see Man United are still a bit functional team at the moment. Chelsea can be a bit inconsistent. So I, I'm just I'm I'm all for a favourable, well three point laden running. Is what I'm favourable for. Ben, what would be the clickbait headline for you on this, of your opinion? I don't write clickbait. I don't write clickbait. <laughs> but I can, I can answer the initial question, okay. if that's the way that you'd like Respect. me to go on this. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I, I think 
we'll go it through results. I've been quite positive in terms of what I'll do. Um, but I think I just if you look at this United and Chelsea have both got a patch uh during their running where they I, I don't see them dropping that many points. So Chelsea in a row have got West Ham, Watford, Palace, Sheffield United, Norwich. I don't, I don't see them dropping too many there. And similarly, United have got Sheffield United, Norwich, Brighton, Bournemouth, Villa, Southampton, Palace, West Ham. There's quite a lot of games that I see both of those teams winning. Um, so I think Wolves have a good end to the season. But I, th- I can see the, the pattern of what we've seen in the Bundesliga where better teams tend to beat the poorer teams more regularly, meaning that a lot of the top six will pick up a lot of points. So I think we might just miss out based on that so we've got one yes one yeah, maybe maybe not goal where, where's where, where you, where's the land line for you I think I think it's, it's definitely a good chance um, I, I agree with Ben in the fact that yeah, you know, a few elements need to come together to create kind of the perfect storm scenario as we sit through this imperfect storm um, <laughs> at the moment but um, you know for us to, to leapfrog those clubs obviously we need them to suffer a few bad results. Um, I do think we will end the fe- end the season strongly, though, um, and that's all we can do, really. You know, everything else is in the, it's kind of in the lap of the gods. It could come down to that final game against Chelsea. Who knows? That could be a real, um, you know, six-pointer, as they say, um, with uh, you know each of us vying for that fourth-place spot. But you know, I, I really don't see us. Um, you know, dropping too many points, um, as I'm sure we'll come on to at some point in the podcast. Well, look, let's look at that run uh, for Wolves. Uh, we kick off with Saturday against West Ham away, then it's Bournemouth at home, Villa away, Arsenal at home, Sheffield United away, Everton at home, and Burnley away, Palace at home in the final game of the season away to Chelsea. Just do a quick round robin first. That's uh, 27 points if my basic maths is correct. Uh, Gully, how many points are Wolves getting in your view in those last nine games? I've gone for a conservative 17. 17. Adam? I've gone for uh, like less conservative 18. 18. <laughs> ben? <laughs> I've gone for a slightly less conservative 21. 21. Well, I, I, think, <laughs> I think Wolves finished the season really well. I just think United and Chelsea finish better. See, I've gone for the typical negative. Hang on, let me just do my, my sub sums again. No, 15, I've gone for. Oh, okay. uh, where I've gone d- way over the top. Okay, let's, let's go for where Wolves are going to win games. Adam, where do you think Wolves are going to be picking up those sweet, sweet three points? Oh, pretty much everywhere, Dave, to be honest with you. <laughs> Every game, <laughs> full 27. <laughs> I think your maths might have gone a bit wrong there. <laughs> Um, well, do you know what? I mean, again, I'm I'm probably going to be be too positive with this, to be honest. But I just I see us hitting the ground running straight away. So if we just look at the first three, I can see us winning those. I can see us winning all all of our first three games back. I did. I was wondering actually, and probably just prior to you know coming on the pod, I just thought I had us there initially for a draw with West Ham. I thought we might get off to a bit of a slow start, but West Ham are crap, aren't they? They're down there for a reason. So, 
you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's quite hard. And, and while I'm not putting any stock in, and I'm, hopefully no one else does, but I'm not putting any stock into the two warm-up games that we've had. No. It's just like pre-season, isn't it? Nothing, that never counts. Would, yeah, you know, they're not even wearing the real kit for a start. So, <laughs> the, the, But, yeah, I just, I just think if we're off to a good start, I can see us winning all three of those games. I do... What I have put down as my loss, and this probably goes against what I said earlier, I've put a loss down for Sheffield United. Something weird about that game where I can just see something happening, something going a bit wrong in that one. A classic twi- uh, red card after 20 minutes. I, well, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just think, you know, I think we struggle sometimes against some of those all-action teams. and I don't know. I just think that Sheffield, something could happen in that game. And then... Um, I did have again right, right up until start of the podcast. I did have Chelsea down as a, a loss for us, but um, I wasn't there for the the home game when they when they took us apart five two. I was on the beach in St Ives instead. But I thought that game I could just see us a bit a big crunch game the, the last home game, the last game of the season, and I, I just think we'll step up for it. And whether it means we're getting top four or not, I don't know. But I can see us winning at Chelsea. So. Uh, yeah, I've gone for a proper roasting on it, where we're going to get all our wins from. But yeah, for me, the only place we might come unstuck is Sheffield United. Uh, Gully, how about you? Where 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 are the wins coming for for from Yao? Yeah, I think I think we're going to get off to a strong start. The first three games, um, in terms of getting back into it, are as kind as you could hope for. Um, I also see us beating Everton at home and Burnley away as well. Um, the, the 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 games that I thought we might fall a little bit flat was again Sheffield United. I agree with Adam on that. I think we struggled against them at our place um, because of you know they're just insanely hardworking. Um, and if they can keep that kind of thing up, I mean, it will have an impact that they're coming thick and fast for everyone. And squad rotation will happen. But if you, if you just look at it on the face of it, kind of blank canvas, I see. I see us doing really, really well. Chelsea, I feel Lampard, he'd he done a bit of a number on us in the first game as well. And I think he'll relish that kind of tactical battle, trying to you know nullify all of our threats. Um, and Palace at home just screams not winning it to me at the moment. Just, it's just one of those games that I just can't see us coming out with a win from. But all that said, I think that's still a pretty strong finish, to be fair. Benjamin, 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 where are those sweet, sweet three points coming from, from your mind? Well, Owen Bison, a lot of the remainder of the season that the better teams will win the majority of games. So, I, on that basis, obviously we're not... I've got us not losing another game. <laughs> of course the, you have, of course. That's the... But, but the, there's some caveats, right? So, I've got Arsenal as a draw. Potentially, I think we lose that. I've got Chelsea as a draw. Again, I think potentially we lose that. And I've also got West Ham as a draw, just because of what, what's been mentioned. I can see yeah. it being a little bit slow, a little bit flat. Wolves aren't great after breaks of two weeks, let alone three and a half months. They started the season not hey, great we, as well. We were five unbeaten last time I checked three months ago. We were. <laughs> Form book tells us. You know, what, like, uh, the Steve McManaman thing there, saying we're coming into this in good form. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Wolves are... Quite poor after international breaks, but then I've got <laughs> I've got us winning every other game. So just just because I've I've got an idea, I've got a feeling that like well drilled 
like tactically sound teams like Wolves are, I don't see that Wolves are particularly reliant on like crowds and things like that. I just think they're well drilled and can just go out there and be boring and win a lot of these games quite in quite a boring fashion, just being better and well drilled. You see, that's uh, I kind of agree on on the West Ham, but I've got West Ham as a draw just because I think what you saw in the in the Bundesliga. I don't know whether we might get some very drab results in the first two or three matches just because players are trying to feel their way around about how this works again, who takes the first risk, how much do people go full pelt, whereas I think you found with the Bundesliga after game four or five back, teams are like, right, we know what's going on now, we just go for it. So I kind of wonder with West Ham where it's going to be a bit of, it might turn out to be a bit of a boring draw. It's more of a sense of the players to get themselves back into the routine of, right, okay, so it's okay if we do this, and it's okay actually if we play at this level, but perhaps it might be more of a case, it's whoever takes the first risk with that one. In, in, in a way, I'm not overly pleased with our opening three games, because you look at those and you should win all three, and it's how quickly we can get up to speed, where you know, if we had Arsenal, Everton, Sheffield United, you'd say that Wolves are going to have to be playing well straight away to be picking up results, where basically if we come out of that with Let's say we lose to West Ham, draw with Bournemouth, draw with Villa. If we come out two points from those games, then you know the season's effectively over because those are three games that you have to have as wins. So those first three are really, really important. And I, I, We've been there before, though, with Wolves, haven't we? About us winning the the games we're not supposed to win and yeah. somehow conspiring to not win against the so-called winnable ones. But... I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously with Ben all the way on on the positivity front. I mean, playing playing teams who seem to letting a lot of goals. You know, West Ham they've let in 50 goals. Bournemouth nearly the same. Villa 56 goals. I mean, these are not great teams, especially at the back and especially with our, our front three. If we've got like Jota, Jimenez, and Chora having a go, you've got to, you've got to fancy our chances. And you know, let's you know, we've, we've took down. I appreciate, you know, we, we you know we've done the double over big teams like Man City this year, and this will be a different kettle of fish. But I guess the whole rustiness thing goes it goes both ways, doesn't it? You know, it, all these other West Ham. Let's take the first game. West Ham, you know, they've had the same break as us. They're not a good team as us. Let, let's face it. They're, otherwise, they wouldn't be down where they are. So you, you would have to you would have to fancy us. Um, so it just it just comes down to how you know how Nuno approaches it and. You know, taking the five subs into account, which I, you know, I can see that all the the teams in Spain and Germany they've made full use of that. I can, I've not checked. You know, they're all pretty much making five subs a game. So it'd be interesting how that works in in our games as well. How you'll see a lot more player rotation throughout the the whole game. Hopefully, Nuno can actually like pick the right subs at the right time through these games uh, to see us through. I do think that run, Arsenal, Sheffield United, Everton, is almost like to me the, the defining run of, of the of the kind of this nine game run. Because yeah, you know, Wolves could pick up those points against West Ham and Bournemouth and Villa, but that's the crunch really. Those are the teams who are kind of around where we are vying, maybe you know, especially with Arsenal, Everton, who were that could have a strong end to the season, but they are getting revitalised really with Arteta and Ancelotti. You'd think that they will have a better season next season, but they've still probably think in the back of their minds they've got a chance of sneaking right at the end at least cap off and cap off a, a good season for them I've got this sneaky feeling like like a couple of years ago the Villa game that would be a loss I've just got this feeling that 
I know, but push comes to shove. Will they want it more than us at the time? And will that be their cup final again? With that crowd to roar them on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've got yeah, that. Yeah. As... I, I think I think that'll be an, that'll have an impact on that fixture. Yeah. The wholeheartedly believe when it comes to just being cold blooded and you know the basics and fundamentals of football, you know, being born out on the pitch, we win that game ninety nine times out of a hundred. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You're taking a lot of player emotion out of the equation, aren't you, with no fans? And it's just literally the teams, the ball, the pitch, and that's it. And as Gully says, you know, we're, we're, we're better than them in, in every single department. So, 5 nil. <laughs> I, I, I would be a lot less confident if, if there was a crowd there for that Villa game. I'd be a lot less confident just because they, they are flashed at home. They've had a couple of decent performances, picked up a couple of good wins. But I, but like Gully said, I think when you take that out and you're just looking at the two teams, like technically who's a better football team, then I, I, I think Wolves win that game every day of the week. But Also, they have Danny Drinkwater. So, you know, that's enough said, I think. <laughs> and he's going to play as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, I've got draws at uh, Arsenal, Everton, uh, wins against Burnley and Palace for me, but Chelsea last game. Obviously, I don't want it to be hanging on that, but I've got I think I agree with whoever said about the Nuno um, the Lampard masterclass. I just got a feeling that Chelsea will get that at home. But yeah, but yeah, I think I think, uh, probably Bournemouth win as well. I think we'll beat Bournemouth, but I kind of deal with that West. We'll talk about West Ham in a bit, but I kind of feel like that could just end up being a drab nil nil just to try and get players back used to how this is going to work now for the next few weeks. So, gents, we're basically saying Wolves are going to be in the Champions League next season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because City are going to get their ban uh, uh, upheld, aren't they? And uh, we'll get in at fifth fifth spot. Yeah, so it's all good. You can see that, can't you? We get fifth place, we're celebrating, and then they get that ban overturned, and they're back in there. Champions League by the sweetest word in the English dictionary. Yes. Hey, it's David here. Now, I know you. You love a bloody good website, don't you? Look, come on, you do. You like a good website. If you're on your phone, you're on your computer thinking, I want to see a bloody good website. I'm going to go find one right now. If you want a bloody good website and you want one for yourself, for your business, why don't you go check out our sponsors, pixelyetimedia.com. They don't just do websites, of course. They do loads of different things for your marketing needs, such as design work and brochures. And they do our website as well, wallsfancast.com. It's a really good design. We're really pleased with the work over at the guys at pixelyetimedia.com. So, again, you're looking at some websites, you're thinking, oh, I really want a website that looks that good just for me and my business. Why don't you go check them out right now at pixelyetimedia.com. Okay, so that's what we think in terms of uh, the run it coming up. Uh, but let's have a quick look at uh, West Ham at the weekend. Saturday, half five kickoff. It's on Sky. West Ham, of course, battling relegation at the moment. Wolves do seem to be better away from home, but obviously these are weird circumstances at the moment. Um, do you think this could be the case of 
whichever team takes the risk first, given the circumstances? Or do you think Wolves have enough, given their counter-attacking ability, they'll let West Ham come at them, that the Wolves will just kind of do the job? It's going to be an interesting one. I think if you go back to the Olympiacos game, um, obviously in a similar kind of environment that we're going to be looking to, to play in um, on Saturday, we we didn't really take any kind of initiative in that game um, and we suffered for it. So I'm hoping Nuno's kind of learnt from that experience um, and and decides that you know we should, we should go. He won't because we decide generally speaking not to do anything for the first 45 minutes of matches um, under Nuna but um, I th- ulti- ultimately the way I see it is West Ham eventually will fall over they're probably the flakiest team I've seen us play since we come back up so eventually <clears throat> they'll do something to allow us to win the game um, because that's West Ham um, so I'm, I'm pretty confident about this one to be honest it is strange because those games at home the last couple of seasons against West Ham it's like they just weren't there they've been they're, two of the they're, easiest teams to play they are the Amir Khan of the Premier League <laughs> Te- technically quite sound but as soon as they get clocked on the jaw that's it they don't want to know I agree to be honest because I mean since you mentioned like since we've come up I mean, since we caught, we beat them one nil at their place, trampled all over them three nil, and then this year, this season, we beat them two nil, with the momentous occasion of Patrick Catrone scoring against and them this home. That, could, that could have been about five or six nil as well. They absolutely battered on. Exactly. Yeah, it, it just seems we've had. I, I appreciate it's only three games, but since we come up, we've had the better of them on every single occasion. And I mean, they've got they've got you know decent individual players smattered about the squad like Felipe Anderson and Lanzini, but it just does you know he's not he's not got it he's not got it working as he more is there he's it's just not it's not working for them uh, at the minute and I just don't I just don't see how they're how they're better than us so I just it, I mean it will be. I agree with Ben. It'll be it will be a slow start. I mean, Wolves, as we know, are naturally slow starters anyway. But I think, given the circumstances, it's just going to take a bit of time for the players to get in the in the groove of things. But um, I just I'm going to see it being like a bit of a regulation two 0 win, perhaps. You know, with naturally both goals going in the second half. I mean, Moyes does feel like once again just a temporary manager, doesn't he? Like just get him to the, get get through to the summer. And pick someone out, but is it, wasn't he given an eighteen-month deal? Am I right in thinking that? He has been given a longer deal this time. Yeah. yeah. Ben, Benjamin, how do you think it's going to play out on Saturday? What's your what's your mindset thinking right now? Well, I, I think that a lot of neutrals that are excited to watch every Premier League game, I've just got a feeling that they might not be so excited to watch a lot of Wolves first halves because I, I can <laughs> okay. I can see. I can see Wolves purposely stinking out a lot, a lot of games, and I think I think Gully's right. West Ham will make mistakes. Um, Got a quiet in the crowd there, though, ain't you? you don't want me not to do it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're starting one goal down with no fans being there. That's the biggest positive they've had all season. Um, <laughs> the mosaics and start booing. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one because it's like a. Not a different sport, but it's like a new season, and 
I don't I don't know. I, I can just see it being quite quite pedestrian for large portions of it and and maybe we'll try and kick it up in the second half and we're still just about getting back to that sort of peak match sharpness and I think it might just we might just see a little bit of that on Saturday. Is the first half going to be a typical Simpsons uh, the football clip where they pass it to centre? Centre holds it. Centre holds it. <laughs> yes, Dave. Yeah. It's like, yep, yeah, well done, Dave. You got it in. Well done. <laughs> tick. Tick. Cross That's ticked off the box. Um, line at Y. Do you think we'll see what we've been accustomed to months ago? The usual standard starting 11. I think you might change it up a bit. I think you'll start it, yeah, as we... Um... As we know and love, to be honest. But um, as mentioned before, you have to expect to see quite a lot of. And this is actually thinking about it. This is when we think about the second half, us being such a good second half team. I'm just wondering now out loud if, if we're gonna, if that's gonna be a bit tempered by the fact that we're gonna naturally both teams are gonna be making lots of subs second half because mm. you know we're gonna have. You could see up to ten ten substitutions in the second half. So. I was worried if that might affect our flow. Um, that's something that we've all got to get used to. Around the hour mark, there's going to start being a double sub, and then you know probably another one or two ten minutes later. So we are going to see the squad being utilised, and naturally the one thing that will come after that that we pointed out is that we use a record low number of players. I'm sure Ben's probably got the answer to that. How many players that we've actually used this season? But it's the lowest. I'm pretty sure that's true. So we're going to see 20 more. And, of... and Vallejo and Catroni have already gone. <laughs> there you go. I don't see Nuno making loads of subs. I really don't see him making five subs very often. I think he'll probably make two or three, but I can't see him using five because he doesn't like he doesn't like having that much Flux. change on a pitch. Yeah. But yeah. I think he likes to have a side that are well drilled, well structured, and. I think five making five subs in the space of fifteen minutes is just adding too many variables for him, and I don't yeah. think he'll do it very often. He's going to be the first manager with five subs available not to make a sub, and people are like, "Come on, you've got five, make <laughs> a change." Do it in stoppage time. He'll do it in stoppage time. Bring all five on at once, like he did against Fulham. Yes, he yes. After the record, Tony. Who was who? Who, who went in goal? And he literally he which walked on the pitch in the full time whistle. Norris. Went. Norris. Norris, Norris, yeah. <laughs> He's got like one minute of Premier League football to his name. He can find it. He's finally got that cap. Kelman got a clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, Will Norris's agent is definitely plugging that line. Ex, ex, Premier, ex Premier League footballer Will Norris. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, never let a goal in. We could work it out. You know, well, I mean, we, we might see. A few variations up front, you know. Pedence might get a few more chances, yeah, potentially off the bench, which I, I, I'm all for because I, I I do want to see more of him. He should be but, ready um, and ready to go with the system now. Really, you know, we give him the time he's had to to kind of bed himself in. Yeah. So it'd be good. I wish you'd have said Pedencely then, though. <laughs> Right, West Ham at the weekend then. It's going to be a whole new dawn of football. <laughs> we'll be very interested to see uh, what happens. Gentlemen, we're going to go on to the quiz now. One of the favourite parts of the week. Uh, Dan's put the quiz together. He hasn't done the usual quiz, gents. It's a brief quiz. He's testing out a new quiz format, 
which he's told me is called uh, Fancast Answer Smash. Big fan. Okay, I think he must be a fan of Super Smash Brothers on that one. So basically, I'll give you an example of how this is going to work. You'll get a, a question that's kind of a two-parter, and you've got to put the answers together to form the answer. So here is the example question so you can see how this works. Wolves is all-time top goal scorer and a demolition vehicle. What would that answer be? Bulldozer. There we go. Straight away for Ben. <laughs> no, not, bald, not, not, not bald digger, then. <laughs> so I have got, uh, I think, I've got, uh, five questions is it here. Is finger first on this, or <sighs> I never even that. I never thought that far ahead to be honest on this one. Wow, <laughs> you can do if you want to, Ben. I'll allow it. Fast his finger first. Go on. Hands. We have to raise our hands, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let's see how this works, and then if it works, and I can let Ben, Ben, Dan, expand it out. Here we go. They are still Wolves-West Ham related, these questions. So, first question. Former West Ham and Wolves striker and legendary music festival in the late 1960s. Former West Ham and Wolves striker and legendary music festival in the 60s. Put those together. What have you got? Everyone's thinking, people tapping faces. Wow. You can have a bit, have a bit of dead air time one former Wolves and West Ham striker in my head right now. <laughs> and that doesn't go. And I have zero 1960s uh, music festivals in my head, so um, go figure. <laughs> Anyone else? We stumped people in the first question. Harewood, because Marlon Harewood is a striker, and also Woodstock, I was thinking of, but that doesn't make sense. Marlon Harewood Stock. Well, that is the answer. Yeah, that is the answer. Right. Marlon uh, Harewoodstock. I was thinking Carlton Cole something. <laughs> oh, there you go. Can I, can I play a music? I think, I think, I don't know, do I give a point? Who gets that? Ben basically just spelled the answer out. So ben, I think... wow. ben, ben David Nugent on the, on the line, that was. Yeah. <laughs> if, you was, um, if you were playing Rich Osmond's House of Games, where this particular game originates, then, you know, I would be getting a point, but... Um, you know, it's up to the quiz master in this particular. I, will, I think I'll think I'll... I, I didn't. I, I wasn't exactly sure what my answer was. I so. Um, I think we'll give Ben the, the point. Words of Mil, in the words of Mills Lane, I'll allow it. Yeah, Ben gets ben. the point. Okay, next question: Former Wolves and West Ham winger crossbred with a dog and Brit pop lead singer. So, former Wolves and West Ham winger crossbred. Matt Jarvis Cocker. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. It's a uh, Matt Jarvis Cocker Spaniel I've got on here, but I will allow it once again for Ben. Three? Uh, yeah, because so it's... So that mixed with three things? Yeah, three things. Uh, Four Wolves and West Ham get Crossbred with a dog and a Britpop lead singer. Okay, I dived in on that one. I I'll let you have it, Ben. I'll let you have it. It's it, This is all new to us. <laughs> We've got to figure this out going forward. Okay, next one. A former West Ham goalkeeper who appeared in Steve Ball's testimonial game and... Fosen's original coach desire. So former West Ham keeper Steve Ball testimony gun and Fosen's original coach Shaki's desire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben, yeah, oh, ben got it. Shaki's Lopetegui. Oh man, that's a great hybrid trying... name. I had Shaka, and then I was just thinking, what was his frigging name? <laughs> I was just going to have the two names together. I didn't think that would work. I was just going to go Shaka, his lot, June lot. Well, Ben's, yeah. Ben's, won the quiz. <laughs> Ben's won the quiz already with three, so well done, Ben. So let's just play for pride, everybody else, on this one. Um, West Ham's true home 
and former Man United midfielder who scored a late winner past Wolves in 2010. Some song. Yep, that is the answer. Drive away. We're going to have to think of a new format here. Berlin Graham. Yeah. So, um, note to self, not to supply this game with Ben yeah. again. <laughs> Ben's going for the clean <laughs> c- clean sweep here. Is he going to make it 5-0 and embarrass everyone else? Last one, then. Molyneux View host and West Ham footballing neighbour. Jackie Outlay to Norwich. Yes, that's the one. No clean sweep for Ben, but I think he'll still be pleased with a 4-1 victory there. That's fine. <laughs> and I'll take a moral victory. Ben, yeah, Adam will you take... Got the, well, like I say, you got the assist. <laughs> right, okay, gents. Last part of the podcast already. I think we knew it was going to be a short shot podcast for this week. Uh, Twitter corner, you send us your questions uh, at WWFC Fancast on Twitter. You can email them, podcast at wallsfancast.com if you want to get them read out. Uh, Dean Marsden says, who would you rather fight... One bolly size podenst or three podenst size bollies? A classic to kick us back in. That's a good question, actually. <laughs> I don't know, because uh, I don't know, like, bol- uh, podenst has got pretty like wide thighs. I imagine if you extend it out to the size of bolly, that's going to be, you know. Yeah, pound for pound, he looks strong. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Got a good. Uh, the three bollies. If you saw that picture on that, um, what that Zoom call they did as well, he's got a good chest area as well. I remember of Bowden's. Yeah, he was on the wrong call, wasn't he? Yeah. Who Who would I rather fight? Who would you uh, rather fight? Yeah. I think I'd get beat up quite badly by both in both <laughs> situations. <laughs> yeah. But where would you get? Who, where would you at least beat it up? I think I I wouldn't want to fight one pedent size pedents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still a relatively normal sized human. He's not, like... <laughs> he's not he's not one foot tall. <laughs> it's not like he's only going to be able to punch my shins. <laughs> he's a professional athlete that's about a foot smaller than me. I think I'll probably I'd, I'd probably say one. Uh, basically, I would not like to fight three pedent sized bollies because even that would just severely overwhelm me within seconds. Yeah, so. Sure. I'm going yeah, to I'm I'm... T- take on a, a single assailant because I might have a chance to <laughs> <if I> can <laughs> run. Um, Lee Hasdall, friend of the show, says Echo Falls or Blossom Hill? God. If you're a uh, uh, rose wine connoisseur, which one are you going for? Can I defer to the wife on this one? You may do. Or in both Fair. Blossom Hills or Echo Falls, which one? Oh, straight away, Blossom Hill. Blossom Hill is the answer there, straight away, from Mrs Price. Uh, Stu, Stu, our own Stu, uh, his question, butterflies should be mm. worshipped as mini-gods, shouldn't they? Sorry, I just heard Gullis, mm, halfway there. <laughs> butterflies should be worshipped as mini-gods, shouldn't they? I mean, I don't know where this is. I, I, know, where, <laughs> I, 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 know, I know where anybody from, can. but I don't know why. You do? <laughs> I mean, there must be some kind of background here, surely. Yeah. No, I know where it's come from, but I don't. Yeah, I'm a bit blank on this one. Is this the is this the <laughs> is this the butterfly moth chat we've had in the group? It's the name of our group chat for a start, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, true. Yeah, but I don't understand that. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice this. I think I, didn't... I missed the whole like, birth the... of this. Of this particular, I think the chat thing. came from somewhere that some of us came out and said that our big phobia is moths because they are literally the the scum of the earth. Uh, yeah, I 
actually. I think, it, yeah, it was more a case, not being like a phobia about it, it was more a case of just what's their purpose. Yeah. So, Stu's question is we should... Stu's question is we should worship butterflies? Based as many gods, yeah, because we are scared to death of moths. Um, yeah. <laughs> I suppose. I don't, I don't know, Stu would be my... If this is an example of why you shouldn't come to us to answers to questions, then I don't know why. And I, I welcome our new butterfly overlords. Um, final question from Craig on Twitter says, what's the most exciting thing you've done during the pandemic? What's the most exciting thing you've done in this uh, this period of lockdown, gents? I mean, I'm sure we've all learnt a new language. I'm sure we've all rode to all the way around the world on a bike. What's the most exciting thing you've done? I mean, what, how many things have you bought on Wish? That's that's one thing. <laughs> I mean, I've tried to do those things, learning a language, and I've got my guitars there. But what I've actually done is I have bought lots of garden furniture. Yes, yeah, I've done yeah. that, which is actually quite exciting, I feel. It is. I've painted fences. Um, yeah, done that as well. I've lost about 10 kilos. No, I've not done that. <laughs> I've um, I've enjoyed. I like once you paint somewhere when you pull the masking tape down and it's got like quite a straight line. Yeah, that is a satisfying oh, feeling, I must say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Nightmare. Probably, probably that. It's one of those weird things that you know you're <laughs> an adult. Most excited you've been. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, I miss football. <laughs> that's when you know when you're an adult with those little things. You're like, oh, that's so good. That is. I remember going to the shops years ago and there was three bottles of bleach and off for £1.50 and I got too excited for that and I thought, yep, I am an adult now. <laughs> um, there was one more question. Well, the, go on, go on. I was going to say, one of, the other, one of the most exciting things and, and uh, along the theme of adults as well is I've put up three hanging baskets on the house. Ooh. So Very good. Exciting and also made me feel a bit manly. You want the butterflies to turn up, that's what it is. You want them to come and worship at your uh, temple, don't you? You want them yeah. to uh, protect you from the moths. Mm. Form some kind of bu- butterfly um, shield around your house. Um, there is one more question from Matt in the group as well, who says, in five words, so he's been quite specific here, um, how do you describe a thunder bastard goal to a non-footballing fan? I don't know whether Define 5 is going to be enough there, but how do you describe a Thunder Bastard goal to someone who doesn't enjoy people kicking a football around a pitch? He kicked it really hard. <laughs> that works. Yeah. That works. That works. Yeah. I mean, kind of just does what it says on the tin, doesn't it? I think Thunder Bastard. You've got four more? Oh shit! No, I'm struggling. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those dictionary words that you know the, the the definition is far more complex than the actual meaning of the word itself. And then what? It needs no further more words, does it, than thunder bastard? That that's got it all covered. From what I would say, mm. any non-footballing fan would also probably pretty much understand that term anyway. They yeah. know what you're trying to get at. You just need to put you a pic- in the goal hard. <laughs> Hit the goal hard. <laughs> They know what thunder is and they know what a bastard is. Yeah. <laughs> but if you yeah. if you put it in the dictionary, just put a picture of Tony Yaboa underneath it, and then that's it. Yes. You're done. True. There you go. You're done. There we go. Just say that Tony Yaboa. Or, or, or um, the one that I would use is um, Hugo Almeida. 
from... But you would use those two words. It's <laughs> such a stretch for someone that doesn't like football. I mean, as, as, as far as video proof, as far as video proof, if I was to defer to video proof of a Thunder Bastard, I would show them Hugo Almeida. I'm, uh, Porto, you're going to have played someone. You're going to have to show us this, Adam. I'm, I'm, I will. I'm not, I don't recall. Put it in the group. It was actually a behind closed doors game as well. You could really hear the, the thwack of the ball as well. Oh yeah, that added really Saturday. <laughs> I want to heal all those. All, I want to heal all those players. That's why I find weird with these behind closed doors games, which we'll get on Saturday. You're going to hear every everything. You're going to hear all I'm really the. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really excited to know what really gets players excited on the pitch. You know, like what fa- when fans celebrate like a switch of play when a player's got 30 yards of space in front of them and you know, we really like it because it's you know oh my god look at all that space but players obviously don't see that as something that's really really good you're just, just going to hear Cody though, aren't you yeah, yeah. you're going to hear Cody non-stop telling it's going. Ma- we're telling, Ma- telling Manon to Matinho or something goes, still nil-nil lads <laughs> <laughs> you're going to see Ollie, like yeah you're going to see Cody spray a ball and see Doherty just doing a polite round of applause <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be strange until they pipe in all the fan uh, noises, of course, and then that'll be that done. No. So this crowd, this crowd noise, is it? I'm sure I read somewhere. Is this optional, or is it? It's just going to be there whether you like it or not. It's optional on Sky. I don't know if BT are following, but you can turn it off on Sky. Good. I don't mind it. It's all, I'm, it's all right, but um. It's as long as apparently they've got they've got some guy like using the EA Sports soundtracks now where they can ramp the noise up if the ball goes near the penalty area or something daft like that. I I probably I'd want to listen to Wolves without the crowd noise, mm. but some of the other games I think it will help. I like the idea. There's a guy in a studio with a soundboard with all the different noises, and then perhaps he slips his finger on the wrong one. Like there's a penalty <laughs> for the and he's he's like a big cheer. It's like, oh no, crap, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, in Germany this was happening where a guy, like one of a, a Dortmund player, was getting booked or something, and all of a sudden they were just booing fans, <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to put the referee off his game or something. Like, he's got like a slider bar that he just slides backwards and forwards for like when the ball's near the danger zone, and then yeah, if his finger slips onto the you don't know what you're doing button, and that and that comes out <laughs> over the crowd handle. Uh, well, lots of things to look forward to in this new dawn of football. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on socials throughout the week. Uh, just type in Wolves Fancast and you find us there. And if you've got iTunes and you like what you listen to, give us a five-star review and a comment. It helps us up the iTunes chart. And we're doing a podcast after every game now this season. So if you thought we did too many podcasts during the break, then don't worry because you've got plenty more to come. Uh, yeah, so after West Ham on Saturday, there'll be a podcast for you and so forth but gentlemen i hope you're all safe and well and uh in stormy night and uh, from from well as old times sake adam it's bye goodbye gully it's bye yeah benjamin it's tara goodbye goodbye <laughs> bye from me see you next time